Good morning, and it's Katie and Martin live to you again from House of Property. So if you're listening to this on a Thursday, good morning. Hello, Thursday. If you're listening to this at any other time, hi there. <laughs> Enjoy so your weekend. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about runaway databases. We're going to be talking about the, the future of brochures and QR codes. Um, Christmas parties, whether that's forced fun or not, and, and really a few other little topical things, including our fantastic buys of the week, which I know that everyone is really excited to hear. So we're keeping that one by popular demand. So <laughs> runaway databases. Martin, how's your database? Has it run away with oh. you? So what have we had? So we've gone from, haven't we, an industry of deal makers, 12 months ago to a big slice of 2020 where we became just sort of order takers. We were just inundated with mm. leads and inquiries and they were coming from the portals. They were coming from our automated valuation things on our website. They were coming from um, just phone calls coming in. We were just being estate agents. And when somebody wanted to view a property, getting them registered on the database. And all of a sudden we've gone from having a manageable level of applicants that we were making business mm. from to just being overwhelmed with data. Now, we speak to our pop tech guys. They I, love, think this is I love great. your comment. I, I love your comment. That technical thing on the website, the valuation thingy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the you're the technical person. <laughs> These guys know what I'm talking about. The automated valuation tool. Um, and the, so we've got this situation where we've just got loads and loads and loads of contact details out there. And it becomes a bit overwhelming, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Actually... Yeah. Who is doing some work? Who's going to? Who's actually going to make us some money out of all these thousands? I think we've gone from hundreds to thousands of contact details of potential yeah. buyers, and potential sellers, and potential landlords. And it's where do we actually start? Is yours like that? Definitely, I think that my database has probably trebled, if not quadrupled, because we've been so busy, as you say, like order taking, and and this isn't about training your staff it's physically that we have been overwhelmed with buyers and sellers and we put them into the database and off they go and because we've had 30 or 40 people interested in every single property be it sales or rental we've just built up this big pot of contacts yeah. and we haven't actually done anything we haven't managed it properly because we simply haven't had enough time really and i think a lot of trainers i know um, out there say, well, they're going to do two things, your database, isn't it? And I know that you do this. But they're going to make you money or they're going to cost you money. So <laughs> I think the key is about a runaway to this. How do we put those brakes on? And, and what are the steps that we should be telling our listeners? You know, what are you doing? What am I doing? What are other agents doing up and down the country that, that's, that's really working? And where do you start? Because I know that quite a few of us are simply overwhelmed with work and this massive database that we know we've got a dear to, but it's like you you put off those jobs, isn't it? I know when you're talking about your um, your day, you try and put off those jobs, the horror, the ones you're going to have difficult conversations with, the one that's going to take you a load of time. We call it like the ball ache jobs, yeah. If I'm allowed to say that. Um, so it's it's where do you start? But I just <laughs> I just think you've just got a, you've just got. A, yeah, sorry about that. You've just—it is Christmas, though. It's okay. Apparently, it's all right to swear during uh, December. Um, so, really, what I've been to is starting to grade those. Um, so, those that have viewed, we're trying 
ABCs, platinum, gold, silver, however you want to do it. We're doing it ABCs and trying to just pull back in and get more of our good old fashioned hot box back together. So, you know, pen and paper, but actually doing that on your, your CRM. Have you got any other tips, Martin? Okay, well, I think that's interesting, isn't it? And I want to explore a little bit further how you grade them, because I think that's really complicated for negotiators to understand what is a hot applicant, what is an A grade, mm. what is a platinum applicant. But for me, and what I've been talking to lots of people about over the last week is actually just trying to drag out who is actually going to transact. We've got to sort the wheat from the chaff a little bit. There's lots of people that have arrived in our database and we've done nothing with and they've done nothing. They fancied the idea of moving. They were tempted by the stamp duty holiday. They were swept along with the fact that they had nothing else to do over the summer. So they decided they were going to start talking to estate agents and estate agents welcome that. So um, actually working out um, who's going to, transact and do something that's going to make you money over the first three months of 2021 and i think buyers will still be there for me buyers will still be there so what i would refer to as a hot proceedable applicant an applicant that is a cash buyer or in a position to proceed yeah they're great fine that's not a problem but where i think we need to be concentrating is on what i would call a lot a local own to sell applicant so we have lots and lots of lots which i would grade as a warm applicant who are a piece of business that you want to go out there and romance and talk to to be able to get their house on the market because they are going to make you money and they fall into two categories because you think you can split those down to two ones that are already on the market with another estate agent and ones that are considering going to the market. And we are salespeople, so we have two options to do. What tends to happen if a house goes to the market, and we've seen this a lot this year, where there's been overpricing to get stock on the market in the hope that the market will catch up with it and sell. If they haven't achieved that this year, then they are failing in the marketplace. And so therefore, <laughs> human nature is that we manana those difficult conversations of vendor contact. So if you're talking to those people, um, you'll end up talking to them more than their actual agent. And all of a sudden, they'll want to come to the market with you because you are keeping in contact with them. And I think it genuinely is get on the phone and talk to them, which we'll talk about in a second. The second one is those that haven't got the house on the market. Well, to be honest, you need to convince them. There is a market out there. This is one of the busiest Decembers I've known in 22 years. So mm. why not be talking to them and letting them know that? We've been struggling to keep up with what's been going on the market, as our colleagues have, has, have, how on earth has Joe Public been able to keep on the market and understand just how busy it is in December? You must have had people come to you and say, I'll wait till next year now, or I'll, um, nothing really happens in December, does it, Katie? And oh, so, not the case. I know. So it's communication, isn't it? It's communication. It's empowering your team to make those calls and pick up the phone because a lot of us have been really reactive and not proactive. So it's actually just rolling out that to your team to say, this is the conversation, not back to the scripts and dialogues, but maybe doing a few little training scenarios and just saying, pick up the phone because it has got a bit that we have been very reactive, unfortunately. And yet there is this massive database that we've got to manage. So in just to look at it, Martin, and, and break it down into small steps, because I think that's what we have to do. The first thing I think we're saying to, to everyone is prioritize, yeah? Get yeah. get this thing. Do you start with a blanket email? I think I probably would, it, first off, just to warm them up again, particularly if they've registered back in July and they haven't done anything, and they're suddenly going to go, who is this person emailing me? So I think that that's the first thing that, that we can do. We've got a step-by-step -step process giving everyone, everyone guidance, estate agents guidance of actually how to manage your runaway database. So just comment, message, 
you can reach out to us and we'll let you have that little checklist. It's really, really helpful. Both Martin, you and I are using this, aren't we, in our own businesses? And it's been absolutely fantastic. So just want to give you some pointers of where to start and that whilst it is quite a big task, if you break it down into small chunks, you can smash this going into to next year. Now, Martin, I just wanted to point out or, or bring back something that you were talking about, which is this cliff edge, which is the 31st of March next year. But actually, is it a cliff edge? Is it going to make a massive amount of difference? Or is it us agents got on that gravy train going, sell now, buy now, go, go, go. Because actually, <laughs> I found in any market, there is always people that have got to move for one reason or another. And whilst the stamp duty is a lovely leg up and a great little bit of money, we're going to be paying for it at some point in the future, just put that in. Um, it's not going to stop a lot of people from moving because there's genuine reasons why people move. And, and now might not be the right time. So I know that I've been out in the last two months, in the last eight weeks, talking to people who've said, I'm not bothered about the stamp duty. And I'm trying to say, look, Mr. Seller, it's your buyer. It's your buyer that's going to have this benefit and you, obviously, if you've got an onward purchase. But it's just, again, it's back to those managing expectations. But I don't think we're going to be faced with a cliff edge. I really don't next year. I, I, I mean, if I was to mark myself out of 10 going into next year, I feel quite confident about, about 2021. And I think I'd probably say I was about an eight, maybe an eight and a half out of 10 for, for how the year is going to go. Do you think we're going to get to March because I don't. I love the fact that you're the optimistic one because normally it's me. This is good, but I'm also seven or eight out of ten on what an optimism what's going to happen next year. Um, so we've had confirmation this week, haven't we? That 31st of March is when stamp duty yeah. is going to end. So we know that, that the holiday is going to end. So we know stamp duty holiday is going to end on the 31st of March, and so. There will be a busy time. Go back to 2016 and we had a bottleneck of inquiries, people trying to get in before there was um, the 3% surcharge on um, buy-to-let properties. Yeah. So there was a bottleneck there. Is there going to be a cliff edge? No, I don't think so. Because before the stamp duty holiday came in as an incentive, we had um, activity in the marketplace. People were happening, people were doing things, people were transacting, buyers' demand was there. That surged as part of the stamp duty. And we have to admit that some people pulled their decision to, to buy or sell a property forward to mm -hmm. 2020 because they want to take advantage of the stamp duty. But that has been dwindling through this year as we've been, you know, it's eight weeks ago, six, eight weeks ago, since we were struggling to get houses on the market and sold and completed in time for the stamp duty holiday. So vendors or potential sellers have been stopped talking about that a while ago. Although I do find agents are still talking about it only in the last couple of weeks. Get on the market, we can get you sold and completed by the yeah. end of the stamp duty holiday, which I just think is crackers and actually has lost people business because, <laughs> they're, because they're, they're leaving up the May path. Um, so cliff edge, no, but we have got this situation mm -hmm. now where we have got to protect our pipelines because we've got to make sure that we do the due diligence on the buyers to make sure that they can afford the stamp duty at the 1st of March, if at the 1st of April, if conveyances don't get the deal through in time. And we know conveyances have gone very quiet on us, and we'll perhaps touch upon that in a second. Um, so you have to do that due diligence, not just on new sales, but when you're progressing the sales through so that we understand where we are with it. Um, one, and just in case we're going to drop off of this, one tip which I thought I saw an agent already doing this week, which I thought was very clever, was they were putting properties to the market to include the, um, the stamp duty, offering the stamp duty off as an incentive for the buyer from the vendors that sort of vendors 
um, gift, if you like, taking away the stamp duty, um, in price including of stamp duty, um, to give it as an incentive going into the new um, into the new financial year where they've missed that deadline um, just to ride off the back of where we are, which I thought was quite a clever idea. Really. Hmm. So into 2021 then, when we've got all this fantastic stock that isn't going to be affected by the end of the stamp duty um, holiday, um, how are we going to go about marketing it? Because one of the things we touched on last week and we said we were going to build further on was brochures. Okay, so yep. it's been a change, hasn't it, this year? And that we haven't, I haven't been printing the number of brochures. Um, it's been you know, all on your iPad or on your phone. It's back to digital, people knocking on the door when we've got our locked door policy saying, can I have a set of those details? I'm saying, no, government guidance is you don't get out paper. So what's the future for brochures? So do we actually need brochures at all? Is, uh, is yes, there a place, absolutely, is, absolutely, is there yes. a place in our industry for brochures? And why, why is that then? Definitely. Because people like, not touchy-feel, vendors like to have the, the copy. Vendors like that, oh, you've just sold my house. It was the family home. Um, can I have six of those glossy copies of brochures? And you're like, oh, that's what it cost me mm. to give you that. Well, I am anyway. Um, but I think that the, the marketing... It, People like to see a nice brochure online. But the difficulty we've got is that a lot of CRM systems have got, you know, create your media, create your brochure. And it pops into a relatively basic PDF brochure, which three years ago, when you put it all together, you thought was the, the bee's knees. Um, now, I think we've all got to come back and look at how we present our properties. If it's very much about lifestyle photography and imagery and how you feel when you're looking at a brochure, I think we've all got to really up the ante there and up the stakes and find a beautiful page turner, a flipping book or or something like that, that just presents our properties, but in a digital format, presents them beautifully. So if we're making the point that sales tickets are really around for vendor vanity, Vendors love it. We win instructions by the fact that our sales particulars look really smart or really good. And well, printed ones, printed ones. Okay, rather than self-in-house created ones. Okay, so vendor vanity is important, but um, we've got to, but the old-fashioned style of doing sales particulars and giving lots and lots of wording and lots and lots of description. That's gone. You look at some of the colleagues in central London that have multi-million pound properties and townhouses going to the market. They'll have one paragraph. And then you'll look at other parts of the country and there's still huge five, six, seven, 20 paragraphs talking about yeah. the UPVC double glazed window to the south facing elevation. Yeah. If I could still reel off the spiel that I used to do on every single kitchen 20 years ago, which had base units, wall units and drawers with post laminate work surfaces and an inset <laughs> one and a quarter stainless steel sink unit with under counter appliance space. And you still see this. No one's interested. They want to know about the lifestyle. What's happening? What do I get by living in this property? What's around the corner? Am I near nice walks? Am I near good schools? Am I near great restaurants and bars? And what's the lifestyle of living in this property? Not that there is a double PowerPoint in each corner of the room. Um, and so but you, you can't always them, capture that in a brochure. You can't always capture that because that would be like 40 pages if you were going to illustrate everything that was about the local economy yeah i get what you're saying but i still i still think that there some people oh, i still go on valuations and the vendors go well there's a radiator there and like you said there's a double powerpoint there because they don't get it so it's just yeah i 
there's a place for brochures, definitely. And I think that they've got to be done digitally and look really, really good. And I think it's our chance to pull our socks up. Um, I'm just shaking my head because my colleagues now waving at me said, I want a coffee. I'm saying, no, I'm lying. I think that there's definitely a place for really beautiful brochures. And I know that this Christmas, I'm spending a bit of time to sit down and work on it, see how I can improve my presentation vendors and just make it a bit of a game changer make it that little bit better uh, maybe work with i know there's some of the i don't want to mention any names but i know there's some online um um sort of really cool uh, reports like sprift and homeset you can get and, and and one of them in particular does a buyer's report and that has a lot of that data it talks about the broadband um and, and place you know like wait the deliver and and actually our buyers now asking different questions so broadband's really important now isn't it uh, you know, and, and where the Waitrose delivers and can they walk to the school? Um, and I think that the, the questions we're being asked by buyers are different now than they were six months ago, two years ago. And I think that we as agents have just got to keep with that and, and actually give the buyers, the consumer, dare I say it, because we don't call them consumers, do we? Um, the buyers actually want in an easy to read format. Yeah, I would be interested to hear what people are doing by putting comments in the comments box about, because I don't think we're alone in reviewing sales particulars. There's lots of people talking about sales particulars and how they make them really smart going into this new world. So I'd be interested to hear. So you're, you're going to be doing some research and deciding on your new style of brochure. And I'm guessing sales particulars is going to be very image led. It's going to be a really good floor plan in there. How many pages should they be? God, that's a really good question. So obviously, if you're printing, it's got to be the right multiples, hasn't it? But if you're mm -hmm. not printing and you're looking at a digital offering, you can actually have as many pages as you want, can't you? It doesn't really matter. I think the importance is, is that most of the time we've got one of these in our hand, haven't we? And or less time we're on a, a laptop. It's more of a you know smartphone. Um, so the brochures have got to be able to be read easily on, on a smartphone. Actually, that's really hard if you've got a, a relatively small phone, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I know yeah. you've got quite a small phone, Martin, so you might find it quite difficult to read. But um, so uh, uh, on that as well, uh, uh, <laughs> as part of that, what about QR codes? Because we're also talking about people stood outside our, our windows, looking at our window displays, and the new norm now is, yeah, no brochures, no brochures. But how do you get that person to your website or looking at that property they've inquired about? I think we're going to be looking much more at QR codes. And I think that they're definitely fit for purpose. I know that they were produced for the car industry years back and they came into the estate agency industry and we all went, oh, we don't like those because you need a special app. But now you just go and you, you you go into Wagamama's or when we're able to go out and eat or whatever, and you walk in and you scan the QR code as you go in. You scan a little QR code to get the menu. You scan yeah. the QR code to go and pay your bill now. So, and, and even here in, in the sort of the depths and darkness of, of, of Dartmoor, we've cottoned onto it. And so restaurants, you know, I can go in and, and get a cup wow. of tea and a cake um, and, and, you know, scan a QR code. My God, that's fantastic. So, why haven't they come back in? Why are they not caught on these QR codes? Because I think that there's something that I'm again I'm going to be looking at. Not for not for every well, I don't know. This is the thing. Do you do it for every property? What what do you do? So I would so you because you can now do it with your camera, right? So here's the here's the problem. Yeah. So 
there's a problem the problem we've had with the covid issue now is you can't physically hand out sales particulars but and as well as vendor vanity we used to give them as a gift to a potential buyer at a viewing so that it, they, they used to roll them up or put them under the arm but it was a gift for them to refer back to um People are getting more and more used to QR codes. I don't believe that QR codes are now going to vanish away from society because the leisure and hospitality industry use it brilliantly. All restaurants and bars, as you say, are now using it. Even the NHS app is a QR code that you have to very simply scan into. There is an agent in Australia called Novak Properties. And Novak Properties do a very clever thing where they print out a QR code and put it on a coffee table whenever they're doing a viewing. And that QR code links back to their website to that particular property and the, and the sales particulars of that particular property. So people can just walk in, scan the QR code with their phone and start reading the sales particulars on the website of Novak Properties. Now, I don't know if Novak Properties have got one of those automated valuation thingies. But the point being is that whilst they're on your website and all the marketers that are watching this will say that driving traffic back to our website is the most important thing because then they can talk, they can see about our products and services and our people and book a market appraisal or arrange other viewing. So if we're dragging people back to our website, that's got to be better than handing out sales particulars. And so is there suppliers out there that can supply a QR code, quite simply, that can drag you back to a set of sales particulars on your website? So and the answer to that is yes, because I've done a little bit of work on this already. And I know it's all about tracking. Um, yeah. And also, I'm very much about don't spend any money, make it cost effective. So I've found two, um, basically, that you can find. So one is a QR generator that is for free. Um, and um, and it is literally just qrgenerator.com. Um, and the other one, and, and I know quite a few agents use this, is, is the bit.ly, the bit.ly app, which is the shortener for a long URL. Um, and they produced QR codes and obviously they're trackable as well. Um, I really like that idea of having a QR code, e even if you've got it on your iPad or Insta, you know, and you're showing people and they can then scan off it on a viewing. Um, it's just keeping that paper um, you know, to, to a minimum that, that, that could obviously um, spread the disease. And it's as per government guidelines, isn't it, I suppose. But, you know, I, I think that I they need to the be, disease. I think QR codes need to be everywhere, you know. Yes, but not just on boards. Can we we're saving the trees, saving the trees. Saving the trees, yeah. Thinking, we can mm. remember when they first came up, we used to put them on boards and not know that. We're just going to think a little bit more, a little bit more about how that can drive traffic yeah. to our website and make the consumer experience better on viewings. Definitely, so definitely. So I think that, I was going to say, so it's just about telling your vet, sorry, <laughs> vendors what, what you're doing. And, and, and back to that, um, <laughs> just before you, I think you mentioned about people not knowing what's happening with the, with the market. And I think that whilst a lot of people go, get behind the camera, get out there, start talking to people. I do think now is the time you need to be getting out there, doing a review to your vendors to say, this is what's happened, Mr. Vendor. I know a lot of us don't have many vendors currently because everything is sold. So when I mean yeah. vendors, I mean vendors with, with, with stock to sell. But again, back to the database, now is the time to get in front of people and say, actually, this is the review of the year. This is fantastic out there. Um, you know, I mean, latest housing market reports, you know, increase in 30% of buyers um, with unprecedented figures, all of that, you know. I mean, the fact that... We We've had a huge increase. Annual price rise has gone by almost five and a half percent. I think all of these things are really important. And to get across, you know, 
two two sellers really i think it's massively important so just get out there start talking to you to um to everyone really talk to your community be be out there be the agent that's 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 in front of people and there with qr codes too you become then the authoritative voice don't you so it's in the same way we used to always um, we used to go out and talk to people in their lounge, go revisit and talk about what's happening in the market. Um, and I also mm. saw that report yesterday. I think it was Property Mark that came out and said about the buy number of buyers record high in November, etc., yeah. um, which I think was really, really positive. That's November. Nice draw in market quietens down, not this yeah. year. Um, but maybe a 30 second video to your smartphone that you then WhatsApp out to your your vendors is a far more modern way and yeah. quick to get the same message out there about what's happening. You're not saying the same things over and over and over again. Make some of this technology work for you to make your life easier so you can start concentrating on what you're gonna be doing in the first few months of next year. Definitely, and I would just say as a pointer is do it live because if you do it live, you can't go, oh, I'll do that take again. You've just got to get it out there and you do it warts and all and it shows you as real people just like it's showing us as real people today <laughs> we would never put one of these out if it was recorded if it wasn't live we just keep going no that's rubbish keep trying my, 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 exactly. so exactly exactly time, so we were time, going to talk about yes this time next week i was gonna say we're going to talk about christmas parties so go on this time next week this time next week it's christmas eve it's Christmas Eve. I mean, we will be doing House of Property oh, this time next week, won't we? <laughs> you didn't know I was going to say that, did you? Under the bus. So this time next week, Christmas Eve, which is very exciting. Um, and normally we would be doing Christmas parties now. We would be closing the office early at five o'clock and going down the pub as a team because we could get away with it um or we'd be having a few <laughs> drinks and start pouring at four a colleague of mine loves to talk about pouring at four um and getting on with uh, just enjoying life a little bit and just maybe relaxing a little bit not taking an eye off work but just enjoying the team aspect but we can't do that so what do we do then we get a zoom meeting of 40 people the whole firm together we break out into zoom rooms and we sit there with sixes and it's all a little bit awkward and a bit forced fun that's that's what we're doing right oh no i i don't think that that's the way forward definitely not no 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 I, I there's think a lot that, of that going well, on, Grifta. There's a lot of that going uh, on. I, I know. So I've pushed ours into next year because I think that we need something to look forward to. January is always a bit crappy. Um, and and we've been head down, just just go, go, go kind of thing. So um, I'm pushing mine into next year. But I know of some agents who are doing um, escape rooms. Um, they're doing online virtual wine tasting, quarantine time. Um, they're doing virtual cocktail parties. I know Sip Smith, for instance, is doing a, a live gin tasting. And I think they have one tonight on Thursday. And you just log in. I, I think that they're doing free ones, but they're also doing paid ones. You have your gin there and you follow along with the Sip Smith um, cocktail uh, sort of maker, master, whatever they're called. That looked quite a lot of fun. But I know not everyone wants to drink at Christmas. But it's a bit of an unusual time. And 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 some people don't want to do. I mean, I'm all zoomed out. I've spent the last two days on Zoom, so and it's exhausting. So okay. I know that I've, a friend of mine, she's had a hamper, for instance, come in. She's really pleased with that. Other people have had vouchers for local businesses. I had a, a voucher from a client yesterday. I know it's we're moving off the the, the team thing, Christmas parties, but vouchers locally—that's quite a nice thing as well. But it, it's really hard because whatever you do, 
isn't going to suit everyone. And that's the same whether it's a face-to-face -face Christmas party or a virtual Christmas party. I mean, they've even there's, I've got found one for you, an online disco yoga. Love that. Party. Love that. That's what I'll do next week. I'll turn up and doing disco yoga um in the room. No, I won't do that. But I think there's a, there's a bigger there's a bigger point here because yes, we're missing out at Christmas, but lots and lots of our teams are spread out. I know within our business, we've got half of them working at home, half of them working in branch. And we are, mm. as human beings, social animals, as estate agents and letting agents, even more social than anybody else yeah. that I know. You know, the reason that we have great Christmas parties is because we're estate agents and letting agents. And so then we know how to party. But we've got big chunks of our colleagues that are working from home. And that is hard. And sometimes it's a little bit lonely. So, for example, the firm that I work mm -hmm. with has got all their sales progressors at home. But all their sales, because it's easy to get those guys at home. Sales progressors hard work at the moment. So we need to be going extra, working extra hard as business owners or just colleagues to make sure that we're keeping in contact with each other and bringing each other together for the team just for team spirit and team morale and just enjoying it you know and i get what you say about zoom but it can be a bit of fun and you can throw yourself out your comfort zone a firm up in norfolk that you and i know very well they are doing a online um christmas choir i mean it's not for me, if you've heard me saying it would be dreadful, but they've got some musically minded people in there and they're loving it. You know, I think it's just, as you say, I'm, I'm a particular favourite. I think Hotel Chocolate are doing a online chocolate tasting. If they're not, then you can get their sample chocolates, wipe them out to everybody and then you discuss mm. chocolate. What is there not to like about just discussing chocolate yeah. and having a bit of a laugh about it? So I think there's lots and lots of ideas of what you can do to think outside the box to make sure that teams come together and just have a bit of fun. We've worked hard this mm. year. I, we deserve some oh, fun. You know? definitely. definitely. We would be having and a, I, I think that, a party. <laughs> well, I, I completely agree. And I would say I think this is the first time since I've known you, Martin, that we haven't gathered at Christmas Sprinkle too, which is like, oh, my God. So it's just... It's affecting, isn't it? And you've got to make sure that you're going to be all right moving into next year kind of thing. And, and although we didn't want to talk too much about mental health, I think it, it's really, really important. So I just want to talk about my, um, on the mental health thing, about my fantastic purchase of the week. Now, okay. it's, an, it's part of an advent calendar, okay? And I bought it, and you don't know this because I haven't told you about it yet. Um, and I bought it, it's locally done um, down on, on Dartmoor. And, um, and every day there's a little bag Okay, on a long sort of garland, and you rip the bag off, and there's an exciting little thing. Now, I bought it because A, it's supporting local, and it's an independent lady making it. And there's been some really beautiful things. And yesterday, I opened up, and there was a little matchbox, okay, and it says, Your very own little monster in a matchbox. Now, I don't know whether you can see, but he is a little tiny, okay. Handmade, look, isn't he sweet? Now, I know you're going, oh my God, where are you going with this? But I looked at this and I read what she'd written, okay? And it says... It looks a bit like your apprentice. <laughs> it says, these little monsters can live in matchboxes and you feed them with your troubles, anxieties and worries. You can whisper any worries you may have to your little monster. These little monsters will love to munch up all your troubles as much as they can. And I thought, oh my God, that's lovely. I showed it to my children. They didn't, they didn't get it. But I actually thought that was a really well, nice little didn't. thing. I think that's brilliant. I think every estate agent in the country needs one of those. 
Yeah, that so get in touch. If you, if you want one, let me know. But I've got my little monster in a matchbox now that I can tell all my worries to, and he'll munch them up. And I love it. I think that was great. I love it. Love that. Love that. Love that. So um, lots of good Christmas ideas. One week to the big ho, ho, ho. I'm getting all excited Christmas. <laughs> I even put my tree up last week. I'm properly into it. So um, just to finish on, we've got an exciting little thing happening this afternoon, haven't mm. we? We have. You're we have. We're going across tell. the pond. I'm not at We're all. Going. I've got my stars and stripes dress ready. <laughs> Jerry Halliwell style. Oh, that was in the Union Jack, wasn't it? Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so this afternoon, we are talking to our colleagues in the um, South Florida uh, area of the of America, talking about what happens in the UK housing market, what how the transaction process is different here to over in America. We'll be listening to speakers talk about how um, their how their markets reacted. So can we do a bit of a feedback to our viewers next week on what's happening on the other side of the pond? How are they finding it in, um, in America? What's happened during COVID over there? And maybe some of the ideas that they've been overcoming that we can share with our viewers and start hoping that we can implement in our businesses. Definitely. I think top tips back from uh, the National Association or National Association of Realtors would be awesome. I know, for instance, that they don't they don't have any money laundering. So you can rock up with a bag full of dollars and buy a house, for instance. So they're always really shocked. We go, oh, we have to do this, that, the inside leg measurement, your eyeball scan, all of that. What did you have for <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so it'd be really interesting to see whether anything's changed on that front. So, yeah, we're going to be recording it. Um, we're going live this afternoon um, and we will post that up on our on our page um, so you know where to find it. But we'll also be feeding back the tips. And just because um, I know that you haven't mentioned it yet, Martin, that our um, discussions with each other have been so popular that we've been asked to put together a workbook. Um, just things that we've talked about, our checklist. So we're just getting that together. Um, that'll be available next week. So if you watch next week, there'll be a special little gift for you there. Excellent. And because of your hard work this week and people saying that they want to be able to hear us on their journey into work in the morning, which I think is fabulous, we're now going to be able to hear this on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, we're going to be there. So um, you can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Have a fabulous, fabulous week, rest of the week, everybody. Um, I will see you later, Katie. Thank you all for watching. And um, we'll look forward to talking to you next week on Christmas Eve. Take care.